Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Ephesians. Today is episode 626. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Let's read our passage. Therefore be imitators of God, as dearly loved children, and walk in love, as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul's sending this letter from Rome, where he's imprisoned for two years, awaiting a disposition of his appeal to Caesar. He's sending letters to people and churches, and he's sending one to the church in Ephesus. He spent three years there on his third missionary journey, but that's been four or five years earlier, and he's just sending this letter to encourage them to help them grow in faith. He's in this section of practical application of the theology that he's given. He spent the first three chapters talking about salvation, particularly salvation for the Gentiles, that this amazing thing has happened. And now he's put that into practice and saying, this is how you live then in light of that. So He's continuing this thought in chapter 5, and he says in chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore be imitators of God as dearly loved children. That's pretty simple, really. Do what God does. Then you step back and think about that and say, well, wait a minute. How do I do what God does? How do I act like God? God's the creator of the universe. God is pretty incredible. In fact, Recently, I was talking about the Trinity and said right there, you know, the Trinity is very hard to explain, but I'm okay with that. The fact that it's difficult to understand the very nature of God, I'm okay with that because God is so incredibly beyond our ability to understand. So that's how we think about God. How do we be imitators of God? As we think about how awesome, incredible God is in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah has this vision where he's transported to the throne room of God. These seraphim, these winged holy beings are flying around singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And and Isaiah realizes where he is and he falls on the ground and says, Whoa, I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips from a people of unclean lips. I've seen the Lord. I'm going to die. Just the idea that he's in the presence of God and realizing how sinful he is, he he expects to die. And generally, that is the way people respond when God makes some kind of appearance to him. Sometimes we think, well, when I get to heaven, me and God, we'll just high-five one another. No, everybody in the Bible who God appears to falls flat on their face and thinks, I'm about to die. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, John has this revelation, and the risen Christ appears to him. And John says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. Now, this is the risen Jesus, Jesus whom John was very close to, one of the closest apostles to the Lord Jesus. And here John falls at the feet of Jesus and says, I feel like I'm going to die here. So how do we imitate God? Well, much as a child would imitate a parent. A child can't do everything a parent could do and can't even dream of doing that. But you do what you can to be as much like 
the one you're imitating as possible. And we do have some things going for us. One, we are created in the image of God. Secondly, we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's the one who enables us to do these things. And third, as it says here in, in verse 1, we're dearly loved to children. We've been adopted by God. And there's his regenerating and transforming grace. So there's the things that God has done that make it possible for us to imitate him. The passage we just finished in chapter 4 of Ephesians ended in verse 32 with this challenge to forgive one another as God forgives us. And so that's one way to imitate God right there is forgiving. Several places in the Bible we see this challenge to forgive one another as God forgives us. Be eager to forgive using God as the example of what forgiveness looks like. And so that right there is imitating God, being forgiving toward one another. Well, how else do I imitate God? Well, I love what God loves. How do I know what God loves? Well, I read his word. I read the Bible. And I see through there the things that God loves. And, and I love them. So I can't make myself love something. You learn to love things that someone you love loves. So for a marriage to work, you learn what your spouse likes. And you learn to like those things. And, and eventually you do start to like these things. And it's because of the relationship with the other one that you start to like those things. And so we learn to love the things of God by reading his word. And the closer we get to him, the more connected we get with him, the more his desires become our desires. His wants become our wants. Another way to imitate God is to pursue holiness. I gave the example in Isaiah chapter 6, where the angels are flying around saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's one of the primary descriptions always given of God is his holiness. So a way to imitate God is to pursue holiness. Several places we're, we're told that. In 1 Peter 1.16, Peter says, It is written, Be holy because I am holy. And it's in Leviticus. Leviticus 11.44, Leviticus 19.2, Leviticus 27. All those places Say again and again and again, be holy because I am holy. Right there, we're told to imitate God in holiness. How do we do this? It's through a relationship. The power of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, the fact that we are adopted as children of God, we're in the Word of God, so we know what God says. How do we know what God wants? He tells us what He wants. How do we know what God likes? He tells us what He likes. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can adapt to those things too. Through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Prayer. Talking with God. And talking with God is more than telling God what I want. And, and giving God advice on how to run the universe. So God, this is what I think you ought to do. And this is what I want. Instead, spend some time talking with God about what he wants. Well, do I hear an audible voice? No. No, but when I'm in God's word and talking with God about God's word, he highlights in my heart those things 
that he considers important. When I talk to him about what's going on in the world, what his plans are, how he wants me to respond to things, I start to make his plan become my plan. His wants become my wants. So that's how we imitate God. And we do that because we're his dearly loved children. In verse 2, he says, And walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. So verse 1 says, Be imitators of God. Then verse 2 essentially says, Be imitators of Christ. Is walk in love, and the context is love one another, as Christ also loved us. So, imitate Christ in his love for us. Well, how do we know about that? We read the Gospels. We read about how Christ loves us, what Christ did. Primarily, he gave himself up for us. So, imitating Christ in our love for one another is a self-sacrificing love, a love that puts other people first. And the example is that what he did was a sacrificial, fragrant offering to God in that he gave himself up. He died on a cross so that we can be reconciled with God. The primary command there in the imitation of Christ is to love one another. Walk in love. When Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord God and love your neighbor as yourself. At the Last Supper in John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus said, I give you a new command. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. So the command, love one another. Well, that shouldn't be new. But he's really ramping it up here. And it gives the example of how he loved, just as I have loved you. You're to love one another. And then he adds this identifier. By this, everyone will know you're my disciples if you love one another. The primary indicator that someone is a follower of Christ is their love for one another. And one another means other followers of Christ. So it's pretty simple, these two verses. Imitate God, imitate Christ. But you really think about what that entails. It's all part of the transformation that we go through. Paul's already talked about, put off the old self. What's the old self? Me first. Selfishness. Put on the new self. What's the new self? Love for one another. Imitate God. Practice holiness. Desire the things that God desires. Learn to think more along the lines of the way God thinks. Can we do the things that God does? No. And no more than a toddler can do the things that that toddler's parents do. But the toddler learns to speak like his parents. The toddler learns to walk like the parents and do the things that are appropriate for a toddler to do. And so we imitate God. We don't have to create universes and to provide divine justice, but we can act holy. We can act with grace. We can act with love. We imitate Christ primarily by loving one another. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Ephesians.